Now I want you to make some noise for a mighty God. I didn't say for just a strong God. I said for a mighty God. What a mighty God. A mighty, mighty God we serve. Amen. Good morning, true spirit. Good morning, true spirit. What a blessing. What a blessing for another day to be seen and not viewed. I like that. I like that. To be seen and not viewed, that was good. That's the Lord. What an awesome opportunity. I want to thank the pastor and first lady for allowing me to this moment and this opportunity to share God's word. And there is a word from the Lord. I'm, I'm excited this morning. Is anybody else excited this morning? I'm using some new technology. We're going to do some demonstrations. Like, it's, it's going to be a word today, and I'm just ready to dive in. Are you ready? We're going to jump in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you over to, that's me? All right. I'm going to take you over to John 7. We'll start there. John 7, verse 52, when you have it, say word. Now, I need you to also go back um, and bookmark Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. But we'll start here at John 7, verse 52. It says, they replied, are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. Now, if we flip over to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, when you have that, say word. It says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do a brand new thing. He said, I'm going to do a brand new thing. Anybody just want a, a brand new thing in their life? Anybody have some old stuff in their life that they're just saying, I need that to be brand new? He said, see, I have already begun. There's some, there's some stuff happening you don't even know about. He said, uh, you, you may not see it. Wow, 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 wow. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Anybody just in a a wilderness, the wilderness of coronavirus, the wilderness of unemployment, the wilderness of something that's not good. For my people to come home, I will create rivers for them in the desert. Amen? Lord, touch, 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 touch right now, God. Open up these words so that they, the people can feel it, Lord God. Open up the hearts and the minds of the people, Lord God, so that they can get what you're trying to say, Lord God. Pour down a blessing, Lord God. Anoint this building right now, Lord God. We just ask for your guidance. We ask for your revelation, God. And we just ask for your love. Amen. Amen. So in just six months, the world has become a very different place. As coronavirus has brought countries to a standstill, pushed hospitals to the brink, closed restaurants, shops, barbershops, closed churches, and dragged the global economy into what we may 
see as the worst recession since World War II. To further exuberate these things are the injustices and the violence the society is wringing out by the killings of Amar Arbery and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain. And just like that, not only do we have a worldwide health pandemic, we also have a nationwide civil unrest. With no sports to watch on TV, with nothing else to do because everything is closed, maybe you watch service on Sunday, maybe you join in on Bible study on Tuesday, maybe you don't. Many folks have become disheartened. They've become burdened, depressed, tired, and overall empty, looking for ways to be refilled. You can come on and bring that to me. And, and it's, really, it's really interesting how we've tried to find ways to be refilled. I'm going to step down, Pastor, that's okay? We've been trying to find ways to be refilled. See, 2020 had told us that we're going to have 2020 vision. It was the, the year of me. I can do this. I got this. We, we walked into 2020 with confidence. We walked in, you know, pretty, pretty filled up. We walked in pretty filled up. This could be some people's story. Others say, ah, you know, I walked into 2020, I was already a little crushed. I was already a little bent up. I was already a little hurt, brokenhearted, downtrodden. But God still allowed me to see 2020, so I walked in crushed. And so... Our field people say, okay, 2020 is great. Then we had coronavirus. You might have got laid off or furloughed from your job. You might have got coronavirus. Your kids might have got coronavirus. You had to homeschool. You couldn't go get your hair done. You couldn't get a haircut. You might have got in a car accident like I did. And so now you're, you're empty. You're empty. And when you're empty and crushed, you're vulnerable. And you're, you're vulnerable because not only are you trying to be filled up, but you don't actually know where to get filled up at. But you're also shaky. You're, un, you're unstable. You, you, just, you just get pushed pushed around. You get pushed around by life. You get, you get crushed by bills. And you start to, to, to lean on other people. And you, you lean on other people that might look a little bit better than you. They might look like they're doing better than you are. You know, they, they got the fancy car. They have the nice house. You know, they have a, a, a functioning relationship to the outward world. So you, you begin to, to, try to try to lean on them for support, not really that, realizing that they, they might be a little bit more full than you. They might look a little bit prettier than you, but they may have experienced some other things, addiction. But, but listen, they're not going to just pour that into 
the abyss, you've leaned on them. So guess what they're doing? Pouring into you. But then they're like, okay, so how are you going to give back to me? So then you pour right back. And then they're like, well, okay, here you go. Uh, here's some anger because I'm going to gossip about you. And you're like, well, you want to gossip about me? Gossip about you too. And so we get into this battle. And, and then we're like, okay, I can't depend on people. I can't depend on others. So this looks nice. What, 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 what could this be? You know, maybe that's um, drugs and alcohol, lust, sex, Netflix. And, and we begin to realize that though I'm being filled up, it's unsustainable. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't taste good. But it's filling me up. So we're in this, this dilemma. What, where, where do we go from here? So, so then, so then we, we think that we'll just come, we'll come and watch service. We'll just come and watch. That's what we'll do. So, so we're going to get filled up with some, some oil. Some oil, okay? get filled up by some, some, this is olive oil, the virgin, the virgin olive oil, like the Virgin Mary. You start filling, filling up on, on the olive oil, but it, you're just consuming. You're not engaging. You're just, you're just trying to fill up, not realizing that oil and water don't mix. So, so we're stuck. We're stuck. We've, we've done everything we thought. We've, we've tried people. We've, we've tried substances. We've tried gluttony. We've tried food. We've tried just attending, watching service, trying to get the oil, but it, it's not mixing. It's not coming together. I just don't understand. So we begin to empty out again. And we're like, Lord, we, we, I need you. I need you to fill me up. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that is a filler? Aren't you glad that you serve a God who, who comes in and says that, though you, can I sit this here? Though you are polluted, I can still fill you up. And I'm so good that when I fill you up, all of your pollutants will get washed away. All of the things that you thought you needed will get washed away because I'm cleaning you out so you look like pure gold again, so you're clear again. This was supposed to work better, but this is going to work today because at the end of the day, I am the living water. And the great thing about our God is that he continues to pour out. And now the others that we were leaning on can begin to receive some of those blessings that he poured out. 
they can begin to fill up themselves on his word because they're connected to you. Now, this is great. I should have brought a napkin. Thank you. This was not planned out well. Now, we recognize that these things occur. But the issue is, is we're filled up now. We think we got, we got God, and we believe that everything is cool. And then we, 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 we start talking to other people. Now, now, we just got filled up. We just got filled up. Now, we came from a place of brokenness, crushed, emptiness. And now we're, we're, we're restored. We feel renewed. But the dilemma is that we have polluted people coming into the church, the physical space, speaking with us. But they don't realize that the church, the person, because we are the church, is just as polluted or was polluted as they are. And that's all well and good until we start casting those people out because we've got so stuck in being filled up by the Lord that we forgot how to be a real person. We forgot how to really engage and say, hey, I was there. But instead of saying, hey, I was there, we say, hey, uh, you shouldn't be wearing that dress here. Hey, you shouldn't be having those earrings while you're in the pulpit. Hey, you shouldn't come in here like that. You shouldn't say that. Why you look like that? Why you smell? It come into the church and we, we have all these expectations. These things that we have been taught traditionally to do. And it, it's very hard because we use the Bible... We use the Bible, my Bible's down there, and we use it as a weapon against the pollutants. And the pollutants can be the people. Instead of using the Bible and God's relationship as a tool to bring people to the kingdom. So I want to show you what that looks like because when you begin to use the Bible as a weapon... A whole bunch of stuff. When you begin to use the Bible as a weapon, this is what it looked like. I have the Bible. It's a little unstable, so when the wind blows, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, mm-hmm, when, 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 when someone walks in and doesn't speak to you, you just have the Bible with you. I want to, and this is going to be, I'm, uh, there's a trigger warning here because I'm going to do something unprecedented. But what you want to do is instead of having the Bible with you, you need to have the Bible in you. A lot of times we have the Bible with us, but we're unable to take out of the Bible and actually put it in us. Because let me show you, let me show you something else. Now that we have the Bible 
in us. <laughs> when that person cuts us off in traffic, we still have the Bible in us. When someone doesn't speak and they knock us over, we still have the Bible in us. The issue is, how do we move from having the Bible with us to having the Bible in us? I, I, have, I have a few things. I have a few things. I have to move that. I have a few things. So we move from having the Bible with us to having the Bible in us in a, a, few, a few means. The first means is what's downloaded inside of you. This bottle just had water at first. It was filled up with, with water and, and maybe, a, you know, a little bit of the, the other things because we haven't been fully cleansed or, or washed. It was initially filled up with water. Now, the Bible exposes us to the first download, and that was God becoming flesh in Jesus. He downloaded Jesus to the world. Somebody should have shouted there because if Jesus had not been downloaded into the world, we would not have been saved. And so we need to start thinking about what, what is downloaded inside of us. We have to get to the point where we stop leaning on having the Bible with us and, and when we have the Bible with us, it's, it's, we know about five scriptures. And we don't, we don't actually know them. We kind of know them. But those are the five scriptures we use to weaponize and demonize others. But we actually don't have the entire word in our hearts. And so these five scriptures that we've used to demonize and weaponize are, are, are making people flee. But when we have the word in us, and I'm not just talking about knowing every scripture. What I'm talking about is relationship. When you have relationship with God, then you begin to, to formulate and, and, and understand what, what the word is saying. You begin to be able to intake the word, apply it to the context, and then react. Or not even react, you respond. Because you're not looking to be on the defense, you're looking to be on the offense. You're looking to provide love because what God is and the precipice of our relationship with God is love. And so that's the first sign of what's downloaded inside of you if you're operating out of love. You have to, you have to download. You need to download. Somebody say download. We think about a cell phone. I was helping my grandma. Down, uh, she, she got a new Apple TV, bless her heart. She was asking me questions, and um, I said, uh, I, she said, well, where is the, the BET Plus? How do I, how do I work the, the BET Plus? That's not how she really looked, but sometimes. How do I work the BET Plus? I said, well, you have to download it in order for it to function. There are some things that you have to download within yourself in order for you to function in purpose. 
See, the reason why you haven't gotten that promotion yet is because there's something that has not been downloaded inside of you. The reason that you're not the praise team leader is because there's something that has not been downloaded inside of you. The reason that you haven't gotten that new house is because there hasn't been something that's been downloaded inside of you. Is that money management that needs to be downloaded inside of you? Is that patience that needs to be downloaded inside of you? Is that joyfulness that needs to be downloaded inside of you? There's something that has not yet been downloaded. So you cannot reach your destiny. Now, I want to bring your attention to Ephesians 3 and 20. This is a common passage. It says, now to the one being able to do exceedingly above all things we ask or think, we stop there. And we have to stop stopping there because the remainder of that says, according to the power working in you. So, so often we think the power is in heaven, but we, we miss the scripture when it says the power, the power from heaven working in you, in me, in us. What he's saying here is what is downloaded? What power is working in you? How are you getting filled up so that you can pour out to others? How are you getting filled up so you can achieve what you want to achieve? How are you getting filled up so I can give you the desires of your heart? But we stop. It's one of those five scriptures we kind of know. We stop, and we don't think about the power that's in us. But that goes both ways. Because not only do we have the power to speak things into existence, we also have the power to, to tell people to leave. So there's a lot of power. So there's a lot of things we've downloaded that aren't necessarily godly. Hatred, jealousy, envy, lust. These are things that we've downloaded and, and programmed into our systems, and we're, we're, we're constantly feeling, why, why is this unsustainable? Why am I always being poured out? It's because you, you haven't downloaded the word. You haven't downloaded God. Somebody just say download, yell at me, download, download. Now, the, the second point, the second point here is that just because it's downloaded doesn't mean that maintenance doesn't have to happen. Think about your phone again. Go back to your phone, you know. Apple, all the time, they just, uh, they get these random updates. Now, sometimes I'm a little skeptical about the updates because they make your phone run slower, your battery, all of that. But, but we're talking about a godly maintenance. What, what the Lord is saying here is he's saying that just because you thought you knew what I, was, what I had said doesn't, know, doesn't mean that you know what I am saying. I'm going to repeat that. Just because you thought you know what I said, you don't realize what I am saying. Let me, let me direct your attention to John 5 and 39. It says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. You, you think, you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Now, what is he talking about here? If you do your research and think about the book of John, it's really talking about, uh, you know, when Jesus was about to get arrested and go get crucified and things like that. So he's really talking to the Pharisees and saying, you, you think because you read the scriptures, you know Description, and who are the Pharisees? The Pharisees are the religious leaders of the time. They're the, the priests and the, the high priests and the teachers of the church, the temple. He's saying here that uh, you search the scriptures. 
you search you, what I had said, but you don't realize that I am what I'm saying. I am the eternal life. I am the I am. I am the word. But it's so interesting because if we go back over here to John, verse chapter 7, and we, we start at the, the beginning verse. It says, uh, the temple guard, the be, not the beginning verse, we start at verse 40, 45. It says, the temple guards who have been sent to arrest him, and him is Jesus, they have been sent to arrest Jesus, return to the leading priest and Pharisees. And the Pharisees and the priests said, well, why didn't you bring him in? They demanded. They said, we, we've never heard anyone talk like this, the guards responded. We've, so then the priests and the Pharisees said, uh, so you've been led astray? You've been led astray. You're going to arrest, you're going to arrest the, the word. But you don't realize that it's the, the word, the eternal figure, the eternal life. Because you're resting on what I had said. Somebody said, you're resting on what I had said, what I had said. But what I am saying is that I am the I am, but you're not, you're not listening. And there's some maintenance that needs to be done. There's, there's some maintenance because you have an old interpretation. You have something that, that, I, I, that, that doesn't make sense anymore because there's, there's a new thing happening. I'm bringing about a, a new revelation. I'm bringing about a new savior. Because then they, they go on to talk about there's nobody from Galilee that's ever been risen up. And the, the next leader is going to be somebody from David's lineage. Now, if we think about David's lineage and what happened after David, David was a great leader. And then everybody else was terrible. They led Israel astray. They led Israel into sin. They led Israel into the wilderness. So I, and I, I just couldn't fathom would you want another leader from the same lineage that has led you to failure? But also often, don't we follow the trends, the same things that led us into the wilderness? We get so bogged down with life that we forget about God and we start going back to the things that we used to do. We go back to the club. We go back to the marijuana. We go back to the man. We go back to the woman. And they were not leading us to glory. They were leading us to the wilderness. Why is that? Is it because it, it looks good at times? It might feel good at times? You don't want to get left out? But we have to realize that the Lord is preparing us when we go through trials and tribulations. He's preparing us for war. But if, if you're going to be a weak, wimpy warrior, a warrior that runs away, an AWOL warrior, he can't, he can't use you. That's that with God instead of in God spirit. We want to have God in us and not just with us. It's too shaky there. So the third thing, the third thing that, that God delivered, and he said that, you know, there's, there's a download that needs to happen, but you need to make sure you're doing maintenance on this download. But then he said, forget all that. Forget all that. It's time for an update. It's time for a new thing. It's time for me to do something in your life that you didn't even recognize or realize that I could do. It's time for 
a brand new opportunity. Now, how does this update, how does this update come? The update comes through prayer. The update comes through relationship. The update comes through congregation, fellowship. The update comes through prayer life in your personal time, not just when you're going through something, not just when you're heartbroken, not just when you're downtrodden, but prayer always. It comes from making a joyful noise. Now, I was, I was a little concerned because today you've been a little bit quiet, but I realized that this word is exposing the with God Christians versus the in God Christians because he said that if you had God in you, you'd realize that there's an update on the horizon for your life and you'd be shouting right now. But he said that it's hard sometimes in, in, these, in these times to, to really think about being updated, to being brand new. But, but if we think about the unprecedented time that we're in, we're doing new things today. Service with mask, online service. These are things that he's already preparing us for. Brand new things, things that we had never imagined could happen. New processes. He's brought us into that. He said, uh, so, so, so if we go back to Isaiah, he said, uh, 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 I'm, I'm doing a brand new thing. I've already begun. You're missing the signs. Open your, open your heart, open your mind. You're, you're missing the sign. If you're always angry, you need to try to find joy because there is a sign that he's already begun. But then, but then it's funny because he asked a question, do you not see it? Do you not, do you not see it? Do you not see it? Now, if you go back into the scripture of Isaiah, if you go back to, to Isaiah 43 and 1, he starts to list off his resume. He said, I, I, I've delivered you from Ethiopia. I've I've delivered you from the Egyptians. I've delivered you from all these things. You weren't faithful, but I was because even when you weren't faithful, I still came and captured you. I still came and got you. I, I, I put up a ransom for you. That's what he said. And he said, so, so you don't see that I'm doing a new thing. You don't see that I have something bigger for you. You don't see that there's something on the horizon. You don't see it. But he said, I've already begun. I've already begun. But then he goes on to say, I will make a pathway. Anybody just need a pathway? Anybody just need a sliver of land, a sliver of clear space so that you can see? He said, I'll, I'll, I'll create a, a clear pathway through the wilderness. You know, when he said he'll, 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 make your, he'll, he'll, he'll show your enemies uh, that you're great, he'll, he'll make your enemies your footstool, things like that. He's clearing that pathway in that wilderness, that wilderness of, of people thinking that you're not good enough, that, of, of people thinking that you're not qualified enough, of, of people saying that, oh, you, 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 you used to be like this, or, or you used to be like that, or uh, you used to say this, or you used to practice this lifestyle. But he said, I'm clearing a pathway through your wilderness. But, but, but he, he goes on, because he said, not only am I clearing the pathway, he says, I'm, I'm welcoming you back home. Anybody just want to be welcomed back home? Anybody just want to be in God's home and say, thank you, God, that I made it home? Now, 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 this, this reminds me of another story about the, the prodigal son. Yeah, they said the prodigal son took his inheritance, and uh, he left his, his father's 
his father's house. He, he went out and spent his inheritance on prostitutes and, and drugs and, and partying and hanging out. And then he came to a place where he was starving. He had ran out of his inheritance. And so, you know, after starving for a little while, he said, I might as well just go on home. And, uh, you know, the, the father, if we look at the father, the, the father had God in him. So what did the father do? He said, uh, I'm going to welcome you back home. And because you're my son, go and get the best calf. Kill that calf because my son is starving. And I'm going to feed my son. But, but, but wait. But wait. Because uh, he had a brother. And see, the brother just had God with him. So the brother said, Father, why are you doing all this for your son that left? I've been here slaving for you. I've been here tending to your sheep. I've been in here doing everything that you asked me to do. But he comes back, and you kill a calf, and I don't even get a feast to have with my friends. That's because he had a God with me faith and not a God in me faith. See, aren't we so happy that we serve a God that's not like the brother. We serve a God that's like the father that will welcome you back with open arms. He'll welcome you back with food. He might welcome you back with finances. He might welcome you back with hope. He might welcome you back with peace that surpasses all understanding. See, we need to get to a place where we're not just with God. We're, we're, we're in God and we're, we're okay with him clearing our pathway. But, but we also got to be okay with him creating rivers from the desert. He's going to create some stuff that doesn't belong in your life. He's going to create some opportunity that doesn't belong in your life. He's going to bring some people into your space that doesn't belong in your life because he's bringing rivers. He's bringing flowing water into your desert. And not only that, we just have to be okay with the welcoming. And we have to be able to celebrate others' return, even if we've not been blessed yet. And it's difficult to celebrate others when we're still going through. But don't you know how much power it is when you're celebrating others, when you can hug your brother and when you can hug your sister and say, welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. And then, and then you, give them, you give them something to eat. You give them a smile. You give them a hug. You give them a laugh. You give them a space to cry. You give them a space to just be vulnerable without judgment, without feeling like they can't make it. We have to get in God. Because when we're in God, we don't need no music. We don't need no word. We don't need anything. We can just lift up our hands. We can just lift up our hands and say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Even in my wilderness, you've cleared the pathway. Even in my emptiness, you put yourself in me. Even in my crest, you've made me whole. Even in my fear, you've made me brave. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Update. Is anybody ready for an update? Does anybody need to download something inside of them and then have it updated? We're going to have an update today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is the word. Amen. Amen.